I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is the President of the Board of the Rainbow Chorale, Simone Novice-Card. Welcome, Simone. Thanks. It's great to be here. So glad to have you join us today to talk about the Rainbow Chorale, a little bit about its history, and then we'll take a look at uh, where you are today in the cultural scene of Delaware, as well as uh, some interesting upcoming concerts uh, you have uh, scheduled. Uh, let's go back to the beginning, the Rainbow Chorale of Delaware. How did it get started, and what was the impetus behind it? And then let's look at some of the milestones along the way. Sure. So the Rainbow Corral was really founded in response to there not being a lot of LGBT community and a lot of opportunities for LGBT community participation in this area, um, especially in Wilmington. There are other large cities around us that have you know, gay choruses, LGBT choruses that have existed for a long time, say DC or New York Gay Men's Chorus or PGMC in, in Philly, the Philly Gay Men's Chorus. Um, and so in 1999, a group of people, I, I think they actually started getting together maybe in 1998. Um, but in 1999, there was the first Rainbow Corral concert, which actually was in December of that year. So we are coming into our 20th anniversary year as well. So this is an anniversary year for you as well. Yes. Now, uh, some milestones along the way. I was on your website earlier today and uh, noticed uh, quite an impressive list of just highlighted concerts and programs you've done uh, throughout that 20-year history. Right. Let's uh, let's uh, sort of explore that a little bit. Uh, how, how big was the organization when you began? How has it grown? Uh, how do you recruit members? Um, so when the organization first started, I'm trying to remember how many people they've told me that they had, because <laughs> I actually am a slightly newer member to the organization. Um, I think it was 34 or 35 people in okay. the very first concert. Mm -hmm. um, and interestingly, we're a little bit above that now. So we've had a lot of fluctuation in numbers. And you actually can kind of track that along with some of the sort of like LGBT-focused civil rights activities that mm -hmm. have been happening. So our membership grew a lot, you know, especially towards when marriage equality was being passed. Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of members in that time period. Uh, and it kind of fluctuates back and forth because, you know, people come and people go. Uh, but we have been pretty strong at at least, you know, 35 to 40 members. Mm -hmm. And we still have some of our original founding members with us, which is really great because that gives us a lot of perspective on what we're doing. And they can kind of weigh in on what are some good outreach opportunities for us? Um, what are some songs that maybe we can bring back? And we're looking at doing that for our 20th anniversary year, maybe bringing back some of the things that we had sung before or maybe sung in that very first concert. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned that about the fluctuation in membership. Um, so, I mean, you're primarily a choral group, yes. but is is part of the mission of the Rainbow Chorale to also be a, a, a social awareness uh, group? We definitely for, have. For the issues related to the LGBT community? Yes. Okay. Yes, we, we definitely have sort of a social mission in mm -hmm. that way uh, mm -hmm. where – for our members, we're providing an opportunity to kind of have community, and then we're bringing that community out to other people. Um, and actually, in our outreaches, which are part of what you have on that list there, I think, there are several things where we're trying to reach out to the community and things that we've done historically 
Um, there are some events that we had. Uh, I know we had Jack Markell come out, and there was actually a Rainbow Corral Day mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and things that we're continuing to do are like participating in not only Delaware Pride, but there also is a Newcastle County Youth Pride mm-hmm. that just started up last year, and we were part of the first annual celebration of that, and we're planning to be part of the second as well. Mm-hmm. Now, as a musical group, how how is the what is the structure of the organization? How do you recruit members? How do people join? So it's very easy to join. Um, we have open call rehearsals, is what we call it, at the beginning of every performance term. And mm-hmm. since there are three of those in the year, we call them trimesters, but they're not, you know, really like three months long. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so the first two rehearsals of every performance term are open rehearsals for anybody to show up. Mm-hmm. You could show up to a different rehearsal, but if you come to these first two, then you'll be well prepared okay. at the be- from the beginning of that set of performance rehearsals. Um, and we are not auditioned, so anybody can sing. Mm-hmm. Anybody who comes can sing. And mm-hmm. so you'll, you'll show up and you have a placement with our director and he'll set you into a voice part but it's not really an audition. It's more just to get the feeling of where the upper and the lower end of your voice so that you can be put in a section that you'll feel comfortable and you know feel like it sounds appropriate, and then you go learning from there. Now, d- does that follow the open rehearsal period? So you have a couple opportunities to get a sense of the organization and the types of music you do, and, and then you would meet with the music director? So you meet with the music director right at the beginning because what okay. we do in those first two rehearsals is usually run through all of the music that we're going to be singing. Got it. Got it. So that way you actually meet with the director before the start of rehearsal. Um, everybody comes at six and then rehearsal will start at seven. And that way you have a chance to know which section would be right to sit with. And then you get to see all of the music that we're going to be doing in that rehearsal. Um, and that way you kind of have a chance to feel, does this feel right? You know, if you think that it's not a great fit, you could ask the director again, you mm-hmm. know, do I fit better in a different voice part now that I've had a chance to sing through the music? Mm-hmm. Um, but usually people are pretty happy sitting where they sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are an SATB chorus, so we have all different voices. Um, we're very accommodating of different voice types uh, in changes in people's voices. Um, I know that we have some members whose voices have changed while they're with us, say mm-hmm. if they transition or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we keep up with that and and make sure that everybody is in a place where they're going to be comfortable and where they're going to be happy singing that music. Yeah. Or as we were talking off air, as we age, our voices transition as yes, well. Too. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, as uh, with the nature of the the organization, I assume then there's uh, quite a range of musical abilities within your singers. Is that is that true? Some that are more uh, accomplished musicians, and others who are really view themselves as as amateur musicians. Yes, we have everything from total and complete beginners who have never sung with any kind of an organized group before, all the way to people who have a lot of vocal training. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I saw on your website there's a weekly rehearsal schedule each each trimester. Is, is that yes. gearing up for a concert each uh, trimester? Do you do three concerts a year? or? Yes, we typically do three concerts a year. We'll have a holiday concert sometime in like the early December period. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have usually a showcase cabaret type concert in March. 
sometimes we'll change it up and, and change the order of them. Uh, and then another concert in early June. Um, late May or early June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did I see on your website also, which by the way is the rainbowcorral.org, I believe, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, did I see on there that you also occasionally have sectional rehearsals? Yes, we, we do hold sectional rehearsals. Um, anytime we've identified something that we want to dig into a little more deeply with just one or two voice parts, Sometimes the sectionals will be just for one voice part. A lot of times it's in the same space, but you come earlier to rehearsal and practice a little bit beforehand. Um, Or sometimes intentionally we'll invite two different voice parts to sing together because the music that they're going to be going over, there's some commonality there Mm -hmm. or it's easier to learn with the two parts present because Mm -hmm. it's call and response or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, over a 20-year period, I assume you've had different artistic directors, but currently the artistic director is Anthony M. Condolucci-Smith. Now, how long has he been with the group, and, and what's his background? So Anthony has been with the Rainbow Corral in one capacity or another for a long time, for several okay. years. Um, he served in a few positions on the board, and he actually was our assistant artistic director in 2016. Um, he became our interim artistic director this past winter term. So in September or so uh, of 2018, and he became our artistic director, no longer interim, starting at the beginning of this calendar year. And we're very excited about that. We're really happy to have him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you have a, a set accompanist or uh, when, when you perform? Is most of your work a cappella or do you work with keyboard or how does that? So we work? have a collaborative pianist. which it's not only an accompanist, but somebody who weighs in a little bit on artistic decisions and the collaborative pianist and the artistic director work together a little bit to move rehearsals forward. Uh, Sometimes the pianist will also hold sectional rehearsals or will split up in in two parts to practice. Um, And our collaborative pianist is Jason Neri. And he's great. Okay, I know (laughs) know Jason. I've actually worked with him in uh, musical theater. Uh, he, he's an excellent musician. Uh, now, uh, with with that range of expertise among your singers, is there any kind of sense of, I'm just curious, any kind of sense of mentoring? Uh, is, is, is you, are, do people sort of seat themselves next to others who might be able to help them with the music if they're not necessarily readers of music? We do try to sort that out. Um, when folks join, uh, we try to assign them a buddy within their section Uh, And sometimes within their subsection, say, for example, Alto 1 and Alto 2, um, we try and give them a buddy, if we can, that sings that same part. And so that person will sit with them. Um, Like most community choruses, sometimes we repeat music that we've sung several years ago. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our members who have been there for longer can be really helpful in getting our new members up to speed on some of the songs that, you know, maybe we performed it, but it was four years ago now. And so new people have never seen it. Um, but there still is a lot of help that they can get from Mm -hmm. people who've done it before. Well, there's more to pursue here, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is the president of the board of the Rainbow Corral, Simone Novice-Card. We've been talking about sort of the the history of, of the corral as well as sort of the shape of it. Um, uh, Nicole, Nicole I, or Simone, I'm, I'm, I'm curious with the, uh, 
With the membership and with what you're describing, it sounds like a a very accommodating organization, one that makes it very comfortable to join and and uh, comfortable to participate. That's very much our goal. We really want to be a very welcoming organization. Um, I know that our focus is as an LGBT group, but it's always been LGBT plus and allies. Anybody can join. Mm-hmm. And and one that's musically accommodating as well for the for the the amateur singer. It's an opportunity to to join with a group and and learn music and and participate with others with a little more experience and learn from them as well. Now, uh, I'm let let's get into sort of the the range of the repertoire because I've I've heard some of your concerts and you, you really do some uh, quite quite a diverse uh, presentation of of genre. Yes, that's that's another thing that is one of our goals, because any time that we have asked our members or we have asked our audience, what are the things that you'd like to perform for members or what are the things you'd like to hear for the audience? They consistently say that one thing that they like is the Rainbow Chorale sings a broad variety of different music in a lot of different musical styles. So we do everything from folk music to pop. Um, in our upcoming concert, we are singing things by Katy Perry. Um, we reach out into musicals territory. We've got something from Kinky Boots in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really a lot of variety. We, we sing more classical music as well, uh, especially our holiday concerts usually have some sacred music. Uh, so we really do cover a range of styles. Now, geographically, you're based in Wilmington. You rehearse, I believe, at Westminster Presbyterian. Is that yes. right? Did I read that? Um, what's your range of where you perform? So we perform all across Delaware and occasionally outside of Delaware. Um, our primary performances a lot of times will be either in Wilmington or maybe Dover or somewhere downstate. Um, right now, the, the performance that we're getting ready to do, we've got a Wilmington performance and a Lewis performance. We like to be able to kind of cover the state as Mm -hmm. far as those opportunities and certainly outreach we do all over the place. We have a lot of outreach coming up this summer. We'll be singing in Middletown. We'll be singing in Dover. Um, so all over the state. Now in your, I'm curious in your outreach performances, is it always the full corral that goes or do you have a, any smaller ensembles? We have a small ensemble called prism and sometimes prism will go and do a performance separately. Mm -hmm. Um, two years ago, prism did a performance on the art loop in Wilmington. Hmm. And that was really cool. A great opportunity to do something a little bit different. Uh, most of our outreaches are the full corral or as many of us can make it to the Mm -hmm. outreach, depending Mm -hmm. on what time the outreach is. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes we do send Prism out specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, you alluded to your upcoming programs, uh, and I'm looking here at uh, uh, some information about it. A Feel the Love, that is the title of the upcoming concerts. Yes. A little uh, detail on that, uh, times, places, uh, and uh, you mentioned some of the repertoire already. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> we've got two performances of Feel the Love. The first one is going to be on May 31st, 2019. Um, it's a 7.30 p.m. concert, and that is a Friday. Um, it'll be at St. David's Episcopal Church on Grub Road in Wilmington. Um, you can find tickets available on our website for that performance. They're $25 for adults and $5 for students, which is a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a performance on June 2nd, which is Sunday, and that one is more of a matinee, 4 p.m. Uh, that is at St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Lewis. 
And that's actually a really interesting opportunity for us because this concert on June 2nd is sponsored by the St. Cecilia Guild concert series of um, St. Peter's Episcopal Church. Mm -hmm. So that is actually free to the public to attend. Oh, that, um, and that, a great opportunity great. to come here. That's great. So it, it'll be the same program, but at two ends of the state. Yes. That's great. Now, uh, your membership, how uh, how wide of a geographic range do they represent? Um, we have folks who have come all the way up from Rehoboth sometimes. Uh, I would say that the majority of us probably live around the Wilmington area, but mm -hmm. we also have several folks who come in from Pennsylvania, uh, whether that's Philly, Kennett, Downingtown. Um, anywhere in this general area. Uh, I know Jason comes over from New Jersey to yeah. play with us. Yeah. Now, wh what's the longevity of the membership? Have some, are, do you have any charter members in, we do. In, in the corral? We do. We still have some folks, I think, who have sung with us unbroken the entire time. Um, and then we have many other members who have come and gone just kind of as their work responsibilities permit and everything. Right. And and back back to something you said earlier. So you have open rehearsals at the beginning of each trimester. Yes. So there are three windows of opportunity each year to become a to to join. Yes, with you. but if if you miss those then don't worry. Come talk to us. We'll work something out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially if somebody reads music. And now uh, I'm curious in, in some choral groups, there's, there's a membership fee or there's a purchase your own music fee. How, how does that work for members? So the Rainbow Chorale does charge dues um, and the dues you can either pay it per trimester or we cut a deal on if you do all three at once and mm -hmm. just do the full year. Mm -hmm. um, dues right now are $60 a trimester or $150 for the full year. Uh, but we do offer scholarships as well. Mm -hmm. So you can do a scholarship, you can do a payment plan. We really want to make it easy for people to come and sing with us. And really what the dues go to are the costs of our rehearsal space, um, because we do have to pay something to sure. rehearse uh, sure. in our space. Uh, and that also covers being able to get new music. Uh, there's not any separate fee for the music. Mm -hmm. Uh, you do sign a music contract saying that, yes, you'll give it back at right. the end. <laughs> um, but we don't charge anything separately for music. Okay. And uh, looking at the range of, of uh, uh, musical pieces from Katy Perry to uh, Elton John, uh, what kind of accompaniment will this upcoming concert, Feel the Love, have? Will you have the keyboard and anything else or... Right. So we'll have the piano and then we're also going to have some instrumentalists. I know okay. we're going to have percussion um, and maybe some brass. Uh, I think they're still working out exactly who is going to be playing what, but we're going to have three instrumentalists. So we're very excited. Mm -hmm. Now you've been with uh, the Rainbow Corral now for, I think you said five years. Yes, is almost right? five years. So yeah. what has your personal experience been with it? And, uh, and what are the rewards you gain from being part of the Rainbow Corral? Well, when I first came to Wilmington, I, I moved here for a job and I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the only contact I'd had with anybody here in this surrounding area was when I came for my interview at work. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I did was sit down at the computer. I said, well, I was in a gay chorus before where I lived before. I will look for one here. And I typed it in Google. It happened to be when they were having an open call for Rainbow Corral. So I came out and immediately people were very welcoming. The first day that I was there, you know, they asked, did I want to go do something after rehearsal? Um, you know, it was just a very welcoming group and a really 
nice environment to come into. Um, and then, of course, being able to sing music in that environment made me really happy because sure. you know, I'm very sure. into that. But uh, I think just having that sense of community is really important. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that there are a lot of times that folks within our community have had challenges that they've faced um, and have gotten a lot of support. Mm -hmm. from our larger community. Well, we've got a couple minutes left. What, what do you see as, as some of the, 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 the strengths of the Rainbow Corral and, and what are the challenges uh, the Rainbow Corral as a nonprofit organization faces? Um, well, I would definitely say that it's always challenging to try and hang on to audience in kind of today's environment where there are so many options for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that one of the strengths that the Rainbow Corral has is that we represent a part of the population that's not always represented everywhere else, and that we do cover a broad variety of different genres and styles. So you can find something that you're going to enjoy mm -hmm. in the concert, you mm -hmm. know, even if you really have a preference for a given style. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that really has helped us to stay a little bit more relevant to our larger community. And as I heard you say earlier, you do shape some of your programming around input from the singers as well as from your audiences. Is that right? Yeah, we we do. Um, we actually have surveys for the singers mm -hmm. after each concert, and we talk about what has gone over really well and what are things that maybe we want to try next time. Uh, we try to be a very adaptive type of organization so that we can kind of keep a pulse on what people's needs are. Because mm -hmm. if we're not serving the community in some way and providing something that feeds them, then we don't have a purpose as an organization. Mm -hmm. So we really feel that strongly that that's something that we want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, Simone Novice card, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the rainbow corral. I encourage our listeners to visit your website, the rainbowcorral.org and, and check out the upcoming concerts, feel the love at St. David's Episcopal in Wilmington and St. Peter's Episcopal in Lewis. Thanks for joining us.